Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We are joined by Colorado Springs Mayor Yemi Mobilati. A lot to uh, get into. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO News Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning, Colorado Springs. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit. Last week, we know uh, voters came out. Uh, Measure 2A did not fail or did not pass. I mean, it did fail. But what's next when it comes to the efforts as far as uh, building the uh, police training center? Yes, I. Um, we all know that it's the the ballot measure two A fell short of the threshold of a approval, and uh, we do not believe this is this outcome is a reflection of our community support of our police officers. I believe what residents rejected was the city's retention of their Tabor refund. So um, losing this ballot initiative doesn't mean that we're not we don't need a new training facility. The current training, um, training training facility remains woefully inadequate, and so we are moving forward with this project. Yeah, and we know that it is important not only for the safety and, and the training of our officers. Uh, I know one thing I've spoken in the past with the chief of police about is just kind of the time that they're spending going between different training facilities, but this will also be a key way to not only recruit officers to the CSPD, but keep our officers here instead of uh, finding what could be greener pastures elsewhere. Right. Uh, when it comes to um, the morale of our officers, this project is really important. Um, the most uh, most recent surveys show that 82% of them are asking for more and better training. And actually, 86% of them supported this new um, training facility and because we need it. And it helps with retention. It also helps with recruitment. And ultimately, the community will benefit from better response time. And as you know, we are trying to get to authorized strength, and um, we're moving from one academy a year to three, and um, our, our current facility is already um, inadequate for our current need. And as we try to, um, as we try to grow and, and improve it, we, we just, it's, it's definitely an area that we need to be leading in precedent to. But playing the devil's advocate here, and this is not to say anything against support for police because that's separate, but I mean, there are a number of cities that do have dedicated training facilities, but what? why is the facility so important? I mean, training is important, but why is the facility so important? I think that was the tough... It it didn't seem that the the electorate was convinced of that. Right, and uh, what the that's a great question. What the what 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 I didn't have to provide the public was um, information on um, an actual property and drawings and plans, and that's what I heard a lot from the from the public. Not so much that they didn't think the training facility was important. The facility itself it's really important because. When we're trying to equip and train uh, our officers, we need the actual space to, to be, for them to be able to practice and recreate these scenarios and um, ensure that we're providing the tools around um, to, to give them the tools they need today to do the job uh, for today. Because uh, the community is asking for training too on, hey, use of force and um, how, how can we train our officers to better de-escalate? We need a space. To put them currently right now, we're having to borrow space from our partners all over the city, including um, Fort Carson, and it makes it and it makes it unreliable when Fort Carson says, 
hey, we need our space back. You guys have to find another space. Um, that's the current situation we're in right now. And by the way, one of the most important reasons with that space, uh, we, we need a better space. It's a, it's a financial liability for the city. It would take $4 million just to even bring that current space up to, up to speed, which is already um, over capacity. You know, let's shift gears a little bit. We're coming up on a tragic uh, anniversary, the one-year anniversary. The Club Q shooting will be this weekend. We know you weren't in office when that happened, but uh, this is something that uh, really was a, a touchstone for many and kind of another day that has shaped uh, the history of Colorado Springs. Yes, it's uh, Sunday will be the, will be the one-year um, memorial. Um, I will be attending... A couple of memorial events with with the governor, and um, here's the thing: we we have not forgotten, we have not forgotten Daniel Aspen and Kelly Lovett and Ashley Paul, Derek Rump, and Raymond Green Vance, as well as the selfless act of courage of Tom James Richard Fierro and Bria Norman. Um, um, this is it's still a hard time for our community, for our LGBTQ plus members who are still grieving. Um, I think about uh, we're moving to the Thanksgiving holiday and, uh, and, and, and in different homes there would be five empty chairs. So we, we will not forget and, it's, and hate will not be tolerated. I'm proud of our community's response. We've come a long way and we'll continue to grow as a community. And what have you heard from uh, kind of members of the community looking back as far as kind of that sense of rebuilding and uh, kind of that resiliency and not letting these kind of events really define what Colorado Springs stands for? Yes, I, I, and that, that event will not define what Colorado Springs stands for. And I want to be clear that hate will not be tolerated and hate is not limited to just Colorado Springs. I was a candidate at the time when, when um, this tragic event occurred. And uh, so you have two, two parts of our story interesting happening. You had this hate incident that made it seem like that our city was moving back, but that's not the case. The city elected its first black and immigrant mayor. And so when we talk about becoming a city that, um, that, that loves well, a city that is becoming more inclusive, a city that is uh, embracing its diversity, we are making progress. And one of the first things I did as mayor was to stand up the mayor's office of community affairs, which brings the mayor's office to the community. And Danielle Somerville, who represents me in the community, one of her jobs is to ensure that we are including the voice of the minority communities, including the LGBTQ plus community. So, and I'm really glad that we're making strides and we'll continue to um, grow as a city and not let this incident define who we are. All right, Mayor Yemi Mobilati, thank you for joining us here. City of Colorado Springs, we appreciate your time and uh, sharing your thoughts with the citizens of Colorado Springs and the surrounding area. Thank you so much for having me and have a good day.